Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and Reed. Hi. Andrew doesn't want to be here today. He doesn't want to talk about the wrestling. He Not on Valentine's Day. Important of all days. house business. Uh, <laughs> as, as he claims. As he claims. So what's happening on the show today? Well, we have a, a retro Smackdown to quickly uh, review here from Winnipeg. Uh, that same week as the Retro Raw we reviewed last week. Uh, then we also have AEW Dynamite from Texas to talk about, which was a fantastic show. Uh, we can maybe touch a little bit on NXT and take over Portland, which I don't plan to watch, but I'm sure Reed will have on in the background of whatever else he plans to do this weekend. Probably. Yeah. Be, yeah be all right. <laughs> let's uh, face it, I'm a huge mark. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, let's talk about this retro SmackDown. Uh, I thought this was a... It wasn't as good a show as The Raw, for sure. Uh, Michael Cole welcomes you to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Cena versus Booker for the U.S. title tonight. Uh, Paul London, Billy Kidman versus the Dudleys, as I have written here. I'm pretty sure that's the Dudleys. The Dudleys. Uh, for the tag titles. Uh, Rene Dupree and Fifi come out to booze on commentary. Andrew was able to recognize Rene Dupree and Fifi immediately as they walked out. And everybody else was, you know. That guy's got weird things uh, remembered in his brain. Uh, Mark Jindrak versus RVD. Mark Jindrak. <laughs> is, the, is the match here. RVD being the winner. JBL cuts a promo. Uh, says he's a man's man and will fight Eddie in a steel cage next Thursday. JBL introduces a masked luchador, his opponent for the evening, and lets him know to do his best, amigo. Um, if you can't see where this is going, then... You haven't been watching wrestling long enough. Uh, Dudleys versus London and Kidman. This was a really good match. And, and... Bubba Ray Dudley was wearing a belt, didn't fix his jocks once. No jocks washed. Which well, is, it's different yeah. TNA because like, why would you even wear a belt? Why do you care? I was going to say on AEW Dynamite this week, we had, instead of a jocks watch, we had an eye patch watch as John Moxley fixes his eye patch like 36 times in that match. <laughs> you could say they're watching their eyes. <laughs> oh, it's like, like, dude, why do you need to fix the eye patch? It's not like you can see out of it or anything. <laughs> how would it. you know it's off? <laughs> yeah, how does he know the eye patch is off? Uh, so the championship changes hands here. The Dudleys lose uh, to, to London and Kidman in a really good match. New champs are being congratulated backstage by a stable of shirtless white men. Uh, or we should say a stable of boys in the back because it's just a who's who and nobody's... This is a different kind of video we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I said it again with the Pac thing. One of my favorite things is people who have no business in wrestling attire or they're seemingly just in the back hanging out. But they are shirtless yeah. for seemingly you no reason know. other than you're, you're going to be on TV, take off your shirt. What if Pac is running through London and somebody challenges him to a wrestling match? Oh, shit. They're finished. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, wouldn't, I would call the police if I saw Pac, <laughs> just in any capacity. Uh, Dudley's come back for a stare down. It's tense. And then a handshake. Uh, with the with the new chance. They're printing over to the young boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Word life John Cena is here. Huge pop in Winnipeg for John Cena. But uh, back then, John Cena was the absolute shit, man. Uh, Cena comes out, says something along the lines of Booker T's on a seatless bicycle or some shit. There was a lot of weird uh, homophobic undertones <laughs> to this promo that Cena was cutting. Um, but you just came out and been like, yo, 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 you're gay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was 2004. Uh, yeah. So Bra had Eugene where it was still cool to make fun of people with a learning disability. SmackDown was just <laughs> like, Cena. hey, you gay bro? It was basically <laughs> SmackDown. 
Uh, <laughs> Luther Reigns attacks Cena after his promo. You know what? Just before we get there, that's what Corbin should be doing on Raw. Is just coming out and being like, "You're gay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, it. I mean, it might be a lateral move for him. Uh, JBL is here in his limo. Uh, he pulls up. Clearly, they just like rent a limo and then slap the horns <laughs> and the stuff on the side. JBL heel is obviously not the best wrestler, but goddamn, is he entertaining to watch? Yeah. just being yes. Like it's like a pre like man. If Trump was president back then and JBL did this gimmick, holy shit, the places you could go with it. So the thing that's really interesting with JBL is he comes down to the ring wearing like wrestling trunks and knee pads, boots. And then, like, a, usually, like, a, a windbreaker and a cowboy hat. And for some reason, he appears more naked wearing the hat yes. than without it. Yes. Uh, especially with the windbreaker. He yes. looks like someone who's just wandered into a mall and you need to call the police. Yes. Him and Pac. Yes. Uh, no, this isn't exclusive to JBL. Yeah. The Revival have very similar gimmicks. They minus, wear windbreakers and wrestling yeah, trunks. Minus yeah. the hats. For, and they also look quite Whereas nice. if he wasn't wearing the jacket and the hat, it would look fine. No, what yeah. you need to do is wear a jacket that is above... The, your trunks. Yeah. So your fully exposed trunks. You know this person's a wrestler. The problem with JBL is his windbreaker goes past his trunks. Yeah. It looks like he's not wearing anything. Looks like he's going to get the paper in the morning in yes. his underwear. Yeah. Yes. Uh, El Gran Luchador is here. I'm glad we spent so much time on, on JBL's look. <laughs> yeah, he's the freaking champion, man. Uh, El Gran Luchador comes out. Uh, there is a switcheroo mid-match. And a mystery Latino heated wrestler takes El Luchador's place. Uh, it gets better. Uh, he gets the better of JBL and asks for Eddie Guerrero's music. Uh, if you're not aware, this this mass Luchador... It's, and it's JBL's fault. He hired notice, a mass Luchador. You'll notice because the dude that replaced the old El Gran Luchador, yeah. this dude's like three times bigger. So, so the... Yeah, he's a little schlubby. And then halfway through the match, he gets replaced with this jacked Eddie Guerrero whose neck... Is just who's doing yeah. the, the chest slaps exactly like yeah. Uh, so, so and JBL isn't surprised to like the max mask comes off. He's like, oh, uh, I don't think the mask comes off, dude. <laughs> I'm trying. We just watched this. Like, or he was ago. doing the who is it? Uh, he JBL was was doing the who is this guy? Uh, he seems to be putting it together, and then the announcers, uh, for the most part, have no. They're, they're playing dumb. They're like, I wonder this guy. Who could this be? Asking for Eddie Guerrero's music, sounding and looking like Eddie Guerrero. There's literally uh, two Latin. There's three Latinos in all of WWE at this time. Yeah, and Chavo only one of them Eddie is feuding with JBL and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, oh boy, what do we have next? Spike, Scotty, Too Hotty, and Rey Mysterio come out next. But the stable <laughs> of boys right here. Uh, before the opponents come out, we are uh, given a sponsorship uh, ad uh, that this SmackDown has been brought to you by iRobot and Spider-Man 2 the video game. Wow. Spider-Man uh, 2 the video game. Excellent video game. iRobot's fine, too. There's nothing wrong with iRobot. It's dumb. But it's the so, movie. We're talking about the video game. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 video game. Yeah. If Spider-Man 2 it, the movie's great, too. Anything with Spider-Man 2 written on it that isn't amazing my Spider-Man balloon. 2. My uh, balloon. Yeah. My balloon. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero, Jamie Noble, and Akio are out. As their opponents. Akio. Yeah. Jamie Noble is excellent. <laughs> this match was yes, great. He yeah. also has Confederate flag trunks, which That's, has aged like milk. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was a very fast match. It was maybe all of eight minutes, but they fit more moves into this than both Raw and SmackDown combined. It was moving at a friggin'. Yes, these guys did not stop doing things. Uh, a lightning pace uh, and was really well booked. It was a good match. This was like. This was. <laughs> This was like X Division TNA, except obviously WWE gave up on this at yeah. some point because you don't see this 
<laughs> you don't no. You don't see. Well, it would be cruiserweights, right? Yeah. If you saw the same thing today, but it had like Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, you shit, and stuff like that, you would have the same kind of athleticism, except there would be a bunch of headlocks and boring shit. We got to slow it down. Yeah. 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 When you can give that slowing down stuff to guys like Randy Orton or John Cena, as we saw on Raw, uh, the yeah, Raw, yeah. because that works for them. They're the stars. You got to build up the heat. But when it's a bunch of smaller guys that don't have any personality, yes, let them go out there and kill themselves. No personality, Reed. Scotty too hotty. Does, does the, the worm, worm and the crowd puts it over like it's the best thing on the show. Uh, that's our fault. We put Scotty Too Hotty over with the worm. You figure with the worm, he would go up for the last, like, what do you call it? Like the rep? When yeah. he's like doing the rep. And no, then he, stops, the other, he stops. He stops, loses yeah. all his momentum, and then swings his arm like a jackass. I mean, I can think of another wrestler uh, with an elbow move that does something <laughs> but very similar. the Rock similar. was on purpose like that. It was can you meant imagine to be a parody. If instead the Rock like bounced off the ropes and then did, did a sliding elbow as he came back the last No, but time. the Rock's was on purpose. It was supposed to be like a joke. It's a par- showman. Like it was yeah. started on a house show, I believe, and they're like... And they're like, ha ha, watch The Rock get this over, this dumb fucking move that makes no sense. And then, and then guess what? It got super over and became his finishing move. Uh, no breaks, breakneck speed. Jamie Noble defeats Spike Doug- Dudley. And the story here is, is that Spike Dudley's trying to distance themselves from the... The Doodleys. The, the Doodleys. Uh, and they're like, hey man, you need our help. And he's like, no I don't. And then he gets pinned. So yeah, that's little, storytelling. Little Spike Dudley, uh, otherwise known as LSD. Paul Heyman interviewed backstage. He's got problems with The Undertaker. He has not uh, aged a day. Uh, no, he looks exactly the same. Paul Heyman comes out into the ring. Uh, he is crying on his knees with The Undertaker's urn, pleading Undertaker to give him a pass. Uh, there was some kind of uh, program here with Paul Heyman saying that Undertaker couldn't win, and the thing that was holding him back was Paul Bearer. Uh, Undertaker then pours a bunch of cement on Paul Bearer and kills him. I don't know what was quite going on here. Uh, but Paul Heyman ended up with this urn and Undertaker was real pissed about it. You're expecting the dong this whole time, but Undertaker did not come. I was not expecting any dongs. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, Siri's listening. Oh, Siri's like, did you say dong? That's my secret word. Um, after this, it's Booker and Cena. Um, during the match, Kurt Angle comes out and beats Cena down with a cane with uh, Luther Reigns is with him. Uh, Cena... Dodges a scissor kick and hits the AA, or whatever it was called back then, the, the FU. FU. Uh, and he's about to go for the pin. Obviously, Luther Reigns comes in, stomps a mud hole in Cena, and gets the DQ. Uh, Kurt Angle Ooh. then... Oh. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle then uh, strips John Cena uh, of his U.S. title, as Kurt Angle is at this point a crippled GM, uh, which he would later be 16 years later. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> There we go. Uh, that was a thousand yard stare back. Yeah, so that was retro SmackDown. I would say the wrestling on SmackDown, on the whole, uh, was was better. It's more entertaining, uh, but the characters themselves are there's there's not as many names. You did not have Ric Flair. You did not have uh, no. Evolution. And like and who you did have like your Booker T's and stuff like that they weren't cutting promos. They were just in the wrestling yeah. ring. Um, but the the tag match was really good, and the three v three little man match was fun, uh, as people call it, uh, was really really the fun. The boys match, the little boys match. Uh, Jamie Noble, I think this is the first time I've ever seen him wrestle, if I'm being completely honest really? with you. Really? Yeah. He, I guess he didn't watch when he was J&J Security with Seth. Uh, yeah, but how often did he wrestle versus run into the ring and get <laughs> AA'd or some, some they bullshit? Had a, they had a few matches, I, I think. Mm-hmm. I, what happened to those guys? Um, what happened to Jamie Noble? And- JB, Jamie Noble went to Ring of Honor, became a producer, backstage agent. Okay. J- or it was Joey Murphy, I forget. No, Joey Mercury, Mercury yeah, went yeah, to yeah. Ring of Honor. Jamie Noble went back to the trailer park, and yeah, and that's where he's. <laughs> he, no, he has like a lot of alcohol and drug abuse problems. Oh. 
Yeah. Thanks. Bringing the mood down. Sorry. Uh, you know, Jamie Noble for thinking of you, brother. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you we're not, actually. But <laughs> All right. The moment has passed. Uh, do we want to run down uh, the Saudi Arabia card as it is right no, now? No, I don't care. And its implications for what WrestleMania no, is? Did you I hear about care. this Taker AJ Styles thing? What? AJ Styles is going to be healthy for Saudi Arabia and Mania, and apparently him versus Taker is what they will be building to. On uh, Why is Taker still wrestling? Uh, well, if he's going to wrestle anybody, it might as I well guess. be AJ Styles, because AJ Styles could have a match with a blow-up like, doll. Um, and it'd be Taker right. can't do anything. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, I don't have the affinity for Undertaker that maybe an yeah, Andrew or go, someone else would have. Yeah, you could go with, like, the, like, AJ or Kenny Omega or... Like, fucking Will Ospreay, it's not going to be a good match. Uh, no. I don't know why this has to happen. Like, what should happen <laughs> is Taker comes out and he goes, I've discovered a new power. Oh, shit. I don't know if you watch JoJo's, but they have a thing called stands, which are like project, like personas. Okay. So Taker should just say he has an invisible It's not persona. like the social media definition of stan? No. Okay. No. Stand. Yeah. So he's in the way that we stand, like, just get like blade. a local talent. <laughs> just get like a local talent. Paint him up in like pink, so he looks like like an anime villain. You're, so you're saying just have some Someone loser fight come out for and Taker, but oh, Taker is okay. outside like doing the motions. <laughs> oh, it's like that robot movie with Wolverine in it. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say um, along the lines of have Taker just get to squash a nobody who oversells for him. No, and then no. we don't have to worry Taker about Taker needs, like, someone fighting for him, but Taker can explain it in kayfabe, like, he's my inner yeah. demon, and he'll do all the things so I do. they, in this, it, so, unfortunately, both Brock Lesnar and Undertaker have suffered from the last four years push of Roman Reigns, where we need to put this guy over as the most important thing in the company, and therefore he gets to both beat Brock and Taker. Yes. Uh... And then, and then the the fizzle effect of that was Taker's last match. It's and it got booed because it, for one, it was an awful match, and for two, Roman Reigns fucking went over. No one wanted to see. that. No one wanted to see. That. Well, Vince did. We like yes, Undertaker should lose for his last match and put someone over. But who that is at this point is unknowable. A last match only really counts for putting someone over if it's a good match. Right. And Taker is well beyond this, after he lost to Lesnar. At, 30, 30, WrestleMania yeah. 30, he should have retired then. That should have been it, and then Brock yes. Lesnar is the guy who's carrying that flame. But now Taker has had yeah. four matches that were where he's put his bad. gloves in the ring. They were all bad. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Most recently, the Goldberg one in Saudi Arabia, where they both got concussed or whatever the yes. fuck happened there. Like they're all bad, and that leaves you with Goldberg sour. got concussed, and he was the one and carrying I'm the match. I'm sorry for anybody who's listening who is like Andrew and like lives and dies by Taker. But I don't even even say Andrew is that per se, but he would definitely have more respect and affinity for the character. Yes, and I have the utmost yeah. respect for Taker, but like in 2020, I'm sorry, I want to see good matches. That's yep. that's the end of the day. That's what wrestling is about, isn't it? The the bar is that much higher, and uh, that's why when you you look at someone like a Jericho, where you're just like he's still doing all of it. So by the grace of God, go he and he can continue to do. It. I don't I don't know what to say. Yep. It seems. Uh, as a wrestling fan, it seems shitty to be like, oh, Undertaker, please don't wrestle anymore. Yeah, stop but, wrestling, um, Anyways, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. SCU versus the tag champions Omega and Page. 
Uh, there is a funny graphic that appears for Omega page saying how many days they've each been sober. Kenny Omega seems to imply he's been sober his entire life. He is. Uh, Pages well, just reads zero. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty good. Um, Dark Order interrupts before the bell rings. Uh, Chris Daniels volunteers to go investigate backstage because that'll go well. Um, because Chris Daniels has a good history of being able to fend off the entire Dark Order. I don't know how much longer they're going to lead this on with the SEU thing, but whatever. Um, Omega and Paige get the win here. Uh, not a lot of dissension between the two of them. Just kind of cleanly go over SEU here as they're building uh, something else. Omega and Paige leave. All the tag teams hit the ring to tease the Battle Royale next week, which will determine the number one contender that isn't the Lucha Bros, who already get an opportunity next week because they won over Omega and Paige before they became champions, I believe it was. Uh, so that makes sense. Anyways, uh, everybody hit the ring here. All the tag teams. You got to see the whole Butcher and Blade are here. Uh, friggin' Hybrid 2. Come on. Everybody's there. All the t- uh, Santana out of nowhere with a killer promo about his dad. Holy smokes. So JR is interviewing Santana uh, here. Santana, of course, blinded by John Moxley last week in retaliation for what Chris Jericho did to him. Uh, Santana cuts a very heartfelt promo here saying... Fucking damn good promo. It was absolutely excellent. He... Th- his cadence, like, it just sounded like he was just speaking from the heart. Like, it just sounded like this guy was just, and he was, yeah. Like, what a concept, letting wrestlers cut promos that they feel they can deliver yeah. the best. And then also, uh, JR being here, and it cuts to him, and, like, he is, he's perfect for this. Yeah. Uh, and his, he's his follow He's always been, like, the perfect wrestling kayfabe interviewer. Yeah. So Santana's talking about, hey, you know, like, uh, so many years ago, uh, you know, I was living in darkness, shit was bad, didn't have a job, didn't have money, living in a basement apartment, uh, called my dad up out of the blue, and he answered, and then he said, there was a little caveat here that no one saw, he's like, he answered like I knew he would, uh, and then that comes back later in the promo, where he's like, oh, and then my dad, who went blind at 14, uh, for real, for a shoot brother, uh, his dad went blind uh, almost entirely by the age of 25, had, uh, you know, degenerative whatever in his eyes. Uh, so being blinded by John Moxley here is something kind of personal to Santana, explained perfectly here. Uh, and then Santana uh, apparently lost his dad just in the last year here or something and wasn't there to say goodbye to him or something like that. Uh, and that, I feel, was like echoed in the, he called his dad out of the blue and his dad was there. But when his dad maybe needed him or they needed to say goodbye to each other, just wasn't. And suddenly this, like... Guy who's in, uh, two parts of this goofy kind of heel team that's part of Chris Jericho is there's so much more heart behind him. And while he is still a heel, uh, this made the match mean that much more. Yes. Uh, it's crazy how much more. Wrestling promos <laughs> promote a match. What? Weird. A concept. Uh, JR asks Santana, why don't you blame Chris Jericho for what happened to your eye? Uh, and Santana responds that all, all uh, Moxley had to do was accept their offer and everything could have been copacetic, but he decided to push back and therefore... Copacetic? Copacetic, yeah. Word of the day. Uh, and that's that. That was fantastic. Yes, that was uh, great. That Santana and Ortiz, both of them... Uh, and Ortiz, all the shit he did during this match that we'll get to shortly in the background, either yelling things at John Moxley, taunting him, uh, and then of course being involved in the match, spitting shit in his eyes, and then dancing. The motherfucker is fantastic. Yes, no, proud uh, and powerful are one day they're going to be an excellent babyface team. Yes, and you can constantly yeah. see the seeds being sown for it. Well, you could. So here's the thing, right? Is that if Jericho turns on these two guys. They are they're, they're slingshotted gold. into baby faces immediately. Yes, and that's uh, based one, on shit like that this. is what's yeah. going to happen. Is one day Proud and Powerful are going to let Jericho down in some way, and then Jericho is going to do the classic kick him to the curb, like yeah. slap him sort of thing, like you messed up, and then Proud and Powerful are going to do the thing where they're like, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's I, good you, can't, you can't see <laughs> it's it, but, but they got like they're pretending like got hit, and then they like look at their mouth like, "Ugh." They wipe the blood away with one hand, and then they and then punch just, back. Yeah, and, oh turn. my god, they turned on Jericho. It's gonna be good. It's yeah. gonna be good. Gonna Darby be Allen video up next, uh, which is always explained by the announcers as Darby Allen has sent us another video, and they're like, "We're just gonna play it on TV, I guess." Uh, it is from a POV. Darby Allen hacks and chokes in POV, I wrote here, as he steals Sammy's gimmick and presents cardboard with things scribbled on them. Next week, I want Darby just throwing up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uh, says Sammy made a big mistake when he hit him in the throat with a skateboard and challenges Sammy to a match of revolution. This is a perfect way to string uh, one Darby Allen along without having, to, uh, having him appear. I feel like... They are fitting as many of their talents in that are over as possible on every show, and there's nothing without having them to come out and wrestle. And, and this Darby Allen thing was a minute and a half, yep. if that, and fine. that was perfect. It reminded the it reminded their viewers about Darby Allen. It kept yep. them in the conversation. That's exactly what it needed to do. Yep. Uh, Dustin Rhodes comes out here to a huge pop, hometown boy, yeah. uh, and Sammy Guevara with Jake Hager is out next. Yeah. Uh, I wrote here, everyone is over. Yeah. Everybody who came out here was just over. Dustin yeah. Rhodes, you know, he's in his hometown, but he's been getting pops too. Uh, Sammy, just huge, huge cheering for, for this guy. Um, Dustin hits a Canadian Destroyer, which again is... Transition move. Which is a transition move, not his finisher. He just <laughs> hits it because... Uh, I said he hits a Canadian Destroyer mostly, because it wasn't the cleanest Canadian Destroyer he's hit. Uh, then he hits him with the final reckoning for the one, two, three. Uh, Dustin wins in his hometown. It was Austin, Texas, right? <laughs> no, it was Houston. Houston? Yeah. I think so. They gotta stop having two cities in the same state. Yeah, how yeah. dare you, Texas, have two cities? Yeah, they got more than that. They got <laughs> Dallas. They got. Uh, so, uh, Dustin gets on a mic and calls out Jake Hagar. Uh, you broke my arm and I want a piece of your ass at Revolution. Walk down here and look me in the eye and accept it. And kiss uh, me on the lips. And kiss me on the lips <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Jake Hagar is real upset uh, being called Jericho's bitch. Uh, by one Dustin Rhodes. Well, and he's like, oh, your MMA career is failing. You're failing here. You're like, yeah. well, you know, you're kind of wrong about both things. He's two, he's technically 2-0. Whatever, he's calling him out. Or no, his his nutshot MMA fight was a no contest. So he's still undefeated MMA, and in Bellator specifically. And um, Jake hasn't wrestled yet, so he has no record. So he's not right. failing he's nor failing. succeeding. Yeah, he's at a complete zero. This seems to be set as uh, we get a graphic almost immediately after this confirming those two men will fight at Revolution. Reed, is that a squash match? Dustin. Does Jake Hagar squash Dustin? He, I think it's going to not squash. I think it's going to be a little bit competitive. But I see Jake Hagar winning in about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. The other thing I saw uh, for this match, because he, he pretty decidedly wins over Sammy here, who Sammy himself has been kept pretty strong. Uh, so I'm like, well, oh, uh, not really. Yeah, relatively. He loses most matches but that's usually fine. by his own accord but though. he's such a young guy that doesn't yeah. matter like he, like he's has the t- all the time in the world to recover from it anyway uh, and it al- doesn't hurt him alternatively is this not a squash but goes on for seven minutes with Jake Hagar beating the living tar out of Dustin Rhodes yeah I think I think it's gonna be like I said 10 or 15 minutes I don't think it's gonna be seven minutes um, just because it's a Dustin match and Dustin gets a little more shine than the average guy so I think it's going to be... He's only going to be around for so long, I think long, it's going right? to be Jake taking most of the match with a somewhat smaller babyface comeback from Dustin. Then we get the infamous nut shot, because that's what Jake does. what he do. does, yeah. And then he'll... Is Jake going to wrestle in a polo shirt? No. He'll come out in his MMA <laughs> gear. He'll, he will shirt. come out in his MMA gear 100%. I yeah. guarantee you. 
uh, it could be a squash. I don't know what the, the smart money on that is. Because this guy hasn't wrestled yet. Same with Wardlow. No, it's going to be mostly a squash. I think Justin's, Dustin's going to get a little shit in for a comeback, but then Jake will, like I said, get yeah. a nut shot, hit his finisher, and one, two, three. Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone are out next. This is fucking great. Do you actually feel that? Yes. Okay. Why? I, I, it's, it's doing nothing for me. Really? It's the same. No, I uh, think she improved even more this time, and I think she got a lot of heat, actually. And I don't think you can dispute that. Because, and not go away heat? No, listen to the crowd. Legitimate heat. Uh, yeah, they will like, cut to the crowd, and you can see them booing, actively booing. I don't think not... Britt Baker has go away heat. No. No. That's no. crazy. <laughs> uh, my wife, this was her only comment on the entire AEW Dynamite, uh, was, I hate when this girl talks. It makes me cringe. Why? And I said, okay. Well, you can see why. <laughs> I can't, though. I would say this is about a 50-50 promo. I'm going to say about half the time she was delivering her lines very well. She was dropping a bunch of a dentist terminology, uh, which whatever, fine. Uh, her and Tony as a unit here are good, I guess. Uh, but I'm going to say about half of her material hit. And again, going no, after... I think she's still improving. I don't think you can expect a rock little promo yes. after three but weeks. But does she need to do this every week? Because she's been doing it every week for the last no, four I weeks. No, I don't think this was bad at all. I think this is pretty good. I am surprised that you don't feel the same way. I, I, this, I'm not going to say it's bad. If anyone was to say this was outright bad, I would disagree with them. For the amount of praise this is receiving, I don't get it. Hmm. That's, okay. that's where I'm at with it. That's fair. Um, Nyla Rose versus AEW Women's Champion Riho. This is a fucking great uh, match. Rio's been away for a while. I forgot that Rio is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> She's real little. And that was used like to great effect within their match, which was nice. Uh, yeah, this was probably maybe the best women's match oh, in Oh, I AW, would say without a doubt. Which is not saying much. No, uh, I, but like that's not to underplay this match, though. This match no. was pretty damn good. Uh, Nyla goes over, beats Riho, and is the new Yeah, champion. but we're skipping lots of good parts. Right. Uh, gave her a vicious sit-down powerbomb that Rio sold like death. It looked fantastic. Rio gets two uh, double stomps off the top uh, turnbuckle, which looked great. I thought the highlight of this match was when Nyla brought out a table and set it up. She got more than two stomps. She did a stomp, and then a stomp, and then a stomp on the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> I thought highlight of this match was when Nyla brought out a table. Um... She was on the end of it, and Riho, since she's so tiny and weighs absolutely nothing, she, <laughs> just, negative she just runs across the table. A like, gimmick table, mind yeah, you. Yeah, like a yeah. goddamn like Sonic. Yeah. Uh, See in theaters this Friday. If Devon Dudley looked at that table, it would collapse. <laughs> yeah. And Riho's running across it. <laughs> they set up a table and it collapses. <laughs> yeah, which I've um, seen happen. Rio runs across this and gives her a drop kick. It was that was a great spot. I'm like, that's something... Like, it's so hard in 2020 to find something that hasn't been done yeah, yet. Yeah, something you haven't seen before. And this yeah. was something I haven't seen before. So, uh, big ups for that. Um, Nyla yep. wins, and Andrew, uh, who's not on the podcast today, said the Let's best. talk shit about him. He was not surprised by the outcome, but he was surprised that he was okay with by it. By the journey. <laughs> you know, he was surprised that he was okay with it at the yeah. end. And I'm like, yes, I absolutely agree with that. Yep. Uh, now, both championships are held by heels. That's fine. Yeah. Because the tag belts are held the by chase, faces. Baby. The, the, the chase, baby. The tag belts are held by faces, so it's whatever. Yeah, for and now. And I, I see Jericho losing the title at Revolution. Do you really? Yes. I can see it going either way, but yeah. Uh, so Chris Jericho uh, cuts a promo backstage here, uh, tells Moxley that if he is so lucky to survive Santana's onslaught tonight, uh, he gets to fight someone else next week. An assassin. I've scoured a, a bounty hunter yeah. to find a bounty hunter. <laughs> and, and it's Jeff Cobb. And I've like I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Cobb 
or Andrew. I don't. Think I, I don't know that I have seen Jeff Cobb wrestle before. Okay, um, I'm fairly familiar with him. I've seen him a few times in New Japan and Ring of Honor specifically. Uh, Jeff Cobb is an amazing big man. Um, Hoss. Yes, he's a hoss. He's a refrigerator. That's what he looks like. Um, and this is what AEW needs. They need big guys. But does he also asses. look like a giant version of Bo Dallas? Maybe a little bit? Kind of a little bit. Um, but he's Hawaiian, which is a unique place to come from for wrestling, which is cool. He's big man, which AEW is in desperate need of, I think. Are you is... implying that like Samoan wrestlers haven't been a thing since ever? He's Hawaiian, not Samoan. Okay. Sure. It's completely different. Sure. You bigot. Um, Please explain to me the difference between being Samoan and Hawaiian. Uh, you're two different nationalities. Oh, my God. You come from two different places. So you're from you Samoa. You have two different cultures. So it's like Polynesian islands? Or how does that work? I'm, I'm completely, apparently... Uh, Lee. Uh, yeah. That's like saying, well, Canadians and Americans are the same. They're not. Like New Zealanders and Australians? Yeah, they're not okay. the same either. All right. Fair. You set me straight here. <laughs> It's like growing as a person in this yeah. podcast, really. Well, well, I'm being completely honest with you. If you, if you, someone was like, "I'm Samoan," I'd be like, "Okay, so like they have a different Polynesian culture islands. than Hawaiians." Okay, you've 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 learned me here. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff Cobb, who is Hawaiian, yes, and big <laughs> and strong. Um, are we on the match with Jericho and Santana, or uh, just the promo? Oh, you're, you're you're cutting ahead a few months, yeah. Jericho and Santana. Uh, uh, no, uh, Santana. And Chris Jericho lets him know that he will never beat Chris Jericho. Uh, Brandy is on commentary. Quickly interviewed at the beginning of this, kind of asked briefly by the interviewers, "Hey, uh, what do you think your husband getting strapped?" And she's like, "Oh, it's bad." Um, Brandy, who's now a face, and again, if you didn't listen to Brandy's interview on uh, was Wrestling it? Observer Radio, I think it was on radio. Yeah, uh, or or listen to anything she's had to say on Dark or anything like that. Uh, yeah, they're baby facing Brandy for now as the Nightmare Collective is being shelved, hopefully forever. Uh, at this point, I paused wrestling and watched all of the movie Paddington, which was uh, a great movie. Why did you have to throw that into this podcast? <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> I hit play and it's MGF uh, versus Jungle Boy. MGF has this was a. Great, man. This yeah. was like... This whole show was good. Yeah, this was to anybody like myself who say, oh, maybe MJF's not like the best wrestler, and then he comes out and does this match with Jungle Boy, and it's a great goddamn match. Uh, yes. Yes. These two kids are <laughs> younger than me, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, and you're younger than most. Uh, MJF <laughs> gives his ring to Wardlow, who keeps it for safekeeping, uh, and leaves MJF kind of ruling the match for the most part. Jungle Boy would have his little moments of a uh, comeback, but... Uh, and MJF kept... just at least three cans of spray tan on him. Oh yeah, dude was. Orange. But like he can't wear enough because like of his character. Yes, it's but fine. that's it's the fine. heat. Yeah. That's good. That's heat the right heat. There. That's the the heat making him so tan. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's pretty uh, orange. Pretty orange and hated by this crowd. Uh, Wardlow shows up to to hand MJF the the ring, which is now maybe his gimmick that he's fucking clocks people with it. Um, and then uh, Wardlow attacks Jungle Boy after the match. Jurassic Express comes down for the save. Uh, Wardlow hit a... He's got a, like a little spinny move. He's like a, got a big man like... Whoop, no, it's whoop. fine. It's fine. We have no idea what Wardlow's wrestling ability is. What he's capable of. We don't know if he sucks yet. Uh, but we we'll will know next find... Week. Is it not... It's not next week. It has to be the week after. No, it, I think it's Atlanta next week. Is That's the steel cage, isn't it? Because then the week after that is the pay-per-view. Isn't it? 
Is it Steel Cage two weeks away or one week away? No, no, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, next yeah. week is a big week. We yes. have Jeff Cobb and Moxley, which yeah. is a big fucking deal for anybody that uh, has any familiarity. Yeah. The Battle Royale. The Battle Royale, and then sure. the cage this. match with Cody, which, yeah. goddamn, it's like if you do a good angle... Also, Lucha Bros versus uh, Megan Page. Yes. Yeah. It's like if you do a good angle like you are with MJF and Cody, you want to see the matches and the build-up for it. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like that, it's not just we have we have a match to so people remember this guy's name leading into a pay per view. It's so like a guy no, will no. come out and be like, <laughs> "I'm the best." At a certain point here, you question if Moxley will even make it to the pay per view. Yes. Uh, so Pac video promo again. He is wearing a jacket, wearing his wrestling gear, walking around, b- being a creep. Uh, He's a goblin. <laughs> he's like happy though now because he's like, I got my match with Omega. I'm training. You it's going to be a 30 minute you Iron could Man probably, match. Probably, if you watch Fellowship of the Ring and he went to the Mines of Moria and the great halls of Kaza Doom, yeah. you would probably find Pac, Pac wandering around, crawling a down the pillar yeah. to meet them all and then scurrying back up when he hears the Balrog. <laughs> Submitting all of them. You know that Pac's no, not running like, away from the Balrog. They hear the Balrog. <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> except it's Scott Steiner in this case. Just, yeah. Hold up, if you hear me. The sirens are going. <laughs> um, holy shit Pock for Scott Steiner book that match fuck I'd want and uh, who has a better body match uh, <laughs> Santana comes out uh, if he if he wasn't proud then he wouldn't be powerful Reed that's uh, Ortiz has got the sock full of quarters or whatever he's rocking with Ortiz's hair is just majestic uh, so they're hitting the ring Moxley seemingly comes in from outside of the arena uh, I like this for Moxley. This is better than him doing they the... should do a funny gimmick where Moxley just appears out of different places now. It's like next week, yeah. there'll be like a fridge coming for out of some the, reason. Yeah, coming out of the washroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Moxley hugely over uh, behind the cam- behind the back camera shot as he enters the arena and enters the, that the one ring. one guy Looking for the hand. He's oh, like, oh come God. on, Moxley, give me the hand. Like, dude, you're, you're going to look like such an idiot on TV. Yeah, like, Moxley can't give you a high five because that ruins the mystique of him being like a... I'm, Fucking, right, I don't like people. And then you just look like the ultimate dick. Because, yeah. like, on TV, you're standing there. Like, yeah, it's you're... a lose-lose situation, yes. is what we're trying yeah. to say. Yeah, just don't do it. Just so, cheer him. high-five guy, if you're listening to this, like... <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You got go-away <laughs> heat, brother. He was so excited. He's like, Mox is coming through here. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit, I'm going to high-five Moxley. He's like, first three seconds, no high-five, but yeah. come on. Come this on. motherfucker with an eye patch. Come on. Uh... <laughs> It's awful. Uh, now I want that to be the thumbnail instead of the one I got. But, uh, you know, can't have it all, I guess. Uh, so Moxie versus Santana in what was the closest thing we will get to a TNA blindfold match. Uh, the the entire story of the match is, is eye trauma uh, as the two men try to take out the other men's good eye uh, in an eye for an eye match. I Weird. wish Michael Bisping was in this. If you don't know, Michael Bisping is a UFC heavyweight who... Yeah. He didn't tell anybody that he has one fake eye, and then he won like the world championship and defended a bunch. And then after the fact, he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way," and he's live on air and he, he just goes, pops his eye out. Takes his it, eye out. Are there rules against having one eye? No, not at all. It's just it's a disadvantage. You have, you have depth a perception, serious sure. depth perception yeah, yeah. issue. Huh. It could be argument that maybe his depth perception was fucked when he had both eyes. He had one taken out, and he's like, shit, now I can punch people. Now I'm better. <laughs> it's like I got one eye closed all the time. Yeah. Crack shot. Point being, let's get Michael Bisping uh, naked, solid, and Venom Snake in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, good match. This is fantastic. Yes. Uh, some stuff outside the ring. Ortiz uh, d- 
got involved here once in a while, uh, spit some bubbly into Moxie's eye at some point, completely blinded him. Yelled the best into... Uh, yeah, a few camera. times. A yeah. uh, lot of cool moves. Santana, a f- absolutely great wrestler. Moxley here is the best ever uh, he's ever been. He's easily... This guy can't be stopped. Like, I used to hate watching Dean Ambrose wrestle in WWE. Yeah. It was just goofy bullshit. Now he's very exciting. He's, yes. Especially in a, in the context of AEW, where a lot of people are high flyers, really spotty. Oh, he's a brawler. Yeah, he's yeah. a brawler, and he's but one he's, of very yeah. few of them. But he's also very exciting to watch. He has he's high impact. Yep. He doesn't do goofy. A lot shit of lariats. Anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the the story at the end of the match here is both men are completely blinded, stumbling around the ring, and I'm like, where is this going? Not realizing there was like a minute left in the entire show. Yeah. Uh, and they basically stumble backwards into each other as soon as Moxley touches Santana. He turns and gives him a DDT. Fucking uh, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss, baby. That killer instinct yeah. right there. Uh, the Yes, it could have, like, at the moment when they were both stumbling, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And then, like, not two seconds later when he turns and gives him that snap like, DDT. Like, if this was, if this, I hate keep doing this, but I also don't hate it. If this was WWE, they would have done the gimmick where both of them are doing the, Whoa, where are you? Where are you? And then, like, they points to the crowd to get the reaction, and then taps him on the shoulder, and then gives a really over-exaggerated, like, yep. you know, hook to the nuts nope. or something. As soon as he found where his opponent yeah. was, he took him out. He's like, oh, uh, right, I'm a wrestler. I've been doing this for a long time. I probably don't need to see what I'm doing to do this. Right. Which is good, because Great. they're wearing fucking eye patches. Yes. Um... Anyways, that's the end of the match. The inner circle comes down and beats the living shit out of Moxley. Yeah. Moxley has no friends. Cause, and that makes yeah. sense because he has never established, like, I want to be friends with anybody no, in this country. there was no reason for anyone to help yeah, him. Yeah, and he's yeah. never tagged with anybody. He's never, like, went up to a fellow wrestler and said, hey, like, you got my back. Yeah, I got, I got your back. You got my back. Yeah, he has given, no, re- he has given no reason to anybody for them to come out and protect him. So, no. good. Yep. And then Jeff Cobb well, came out. Well, g- good storyline-wise. Bad for, Jesus Christ, Moxley to competing here. Because yeah. not only did this guy just wrestle a match where he was uh, using one eye and then no eyes and put on a really good match, now he's got to take finishers for five minutes. Uh, From the newly debuted, probably adrenaline pumping, I'm going to lay this the fucking Jeff Cobb. Yeah, so Jeff Cobb comes out like nearer the end, but uh, uh, Santana Ortiz are beating him up. Jake Hagar hits a move on him. Sammy Guevara does like a freaking, like a 720 flip on <laughs> Jake him. Jake Hagar's looking to the camera. He's just hot dogging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hagar now is smiling because Jeff Cobb is now doing the Jake Hagar bit. So it's like, Jake Hagar, you smile now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, and this is the most over Jake Hagar has ever uh, been, probably. Yeah, so Jericho says, this was the best. Because they he says Jeff Cobb's coming. Some people in the crowd pop. They show a little promo of Jeff Cobb like with some flashes. And you're like, man, that guy looks like a brick shithouse. And then yeah. at the end of this, Chris Jericho's like... Yeah, it's what? like a live action big yeah. He's like, hey, come out here. And you're like, oh shit, Jeff Cobb's going to come out. Yeah. Comes out, gives him like this wicked... Oh, is it called the Tour of the Islands? Tour of the Islands. Yeah. The and Hawaiian Islands. Yes. Thank you, Reed. It gives you... Uh, I'm learning. <laughs> it gives you a lot more excitement for the ne- for the match next week. It would yeah. be so simple just to show a vignette, say he's coming, and people get excited. But now you're giving them another reason. He did one move, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. They got, I want to see that they move They did again. the trifecta of a <laughs> yeah. new wrestler in one episode, which is... Like a promo talking about him coming, yeah. being yet, and then like him showing up and attacking a and wrestler. leveling somebody, and yeah. then uh, Chris Jericho gives him the Judas effect as they leave him lying. Uh, he gets kicked in the nuts at least once. 
by J.K. Carter. This is awful. I'm just yeah. like, Jesus I Christ. I totally see Jeff Cobb doing the gimmick of, like, next week he doesn't beat Moxley. So then Jericho comes down and gives him a slap and is like, oh, I hired you. I paid you this much money to beat up Moxley. You didn't do it. You were worthless. And then Jeff Cobb also does what I said earlier. It's like, oh, I can't. Turns around and then socks Jericho. There's there's so many options. Yes. Uh, but I don't see... What I'm trying to say is I don't see Jeff Cobb being a permanent no, fixture no, 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 within no, no, the no, inner circle. Yeah, exactly. But but what you do to get him out of the inner circle is money. Is yeah. There's so many options with what you can do with this guy. Yeah. Um, Maybe him and Moxie have a begrudgingly respect for one another. Yeah. You could do, dude, you could pay this off in any way you want. Like, Moxley could lose. Uh, against Jeff Cobb, I, I don't think he will. Cause, like, AW, not if he's going to win the championship. Yeah, AW yeah. is doing sensible things, and they're not letting people that are in a hot program right now lose. That's why MJF did not lose to Jungle Boy. Right. That is why Jungle Dustin Boy did just not, loses. That's why Dustin did not lose to Sammy because he has yeah. a match coming up with Jake. It's Revolution. Mm-hmm. It's just you don't beat a somebody going into a championship into a right. match. Yeah. Uh, very curious to watch that. Like, legitimately anticipating Moxley and Jeff Cobb next week. Like, yes. Like. Absolutely. Let's yes. see that match. That's going to be fantastic. Yes. It's always exciting yeah. to see that. And you get to see, finally, a big guy go at it in AEW, which is great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, NXT, they have a takeover coming up. We do want to talk briefly about Pete Dunne and... and, uh, and oh, I Burrow. just think whatever... I, I haven't watched it yet, but I just keep hearing about it. But I think they're doing a real fun gimmick where they're like, there's, there's buddy some- cop. As cool as it is to do teams where uh, the two guys are the same, and by that I mean you have your Ortiz and Santana come, come, come from the same place, the Lucha Bros, if you will. Yeah. The mixed match tag teams, when they are done correctly... Like uh, Kane and RVD back yeah, in the day. are was, always was vastly perfect. interesting, yeah. uh, which or, this is. Or right? Kane and X-Pac, where X-Pac <laughs> is like, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Gives them like to Kane, who has the throat speaking. Yeah, yeah. Suck it. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Yeah, so Riddle and Pete Dunne are hilarious because Matt Riddle is a huge stoner and Pete Dunne is the definition of no nonsense. Yeah. So them saying we got to fly and then they can't. Then like, let's do a road trip. But they both don't have their license. Yeah. And the cop pulls him over and Matt looks paranoid as shit. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And he's like, I'll do the talking. Then immediately cuts to their car getting towed. Like, these are classic cliche things. But in the context of wrestling, it's great. It's funny. Yeah. Big fan. It builds the relationship up. And then when you put these guys over, uh, hey, it means that much more. But They don't that, even need to get any more over. Yeah. They're already as over uh, as they're going to get that, in full sale. That takeover uh, card looks, looks oh, pretty Takeovers stacked. are always yeah. good. Yeah. You're, not, you're not going to watch a bad takeover. The, the implications for the WrestleMania show for NXT is interesting, though. Because, like, you're kind of... They're doing a few matches on this takeover that you would have figured would have been yeah, saved. Yeah, like, it's weird that they're like, oh, Rhea, you're going to defend your belt against uh, Bianca Belair. It's Who like, are you doing an impression of there, just for the record? No one. <laughs> Wrestler Booker? Yeah. There, Rhea, you're going to... But it doesn't make sense that they book her in a... Like, I guess it does. You need her... You need people to have matches, obviously. Yeah. But we all know Rhea versus Charlotte is what's happening at Mania. Yes. Let's, don't treat your audience like idiots. How about you do a gimmick at the next... Portland takeover the takeover at uh, at WrestleMania and be like the winner will take on the winner of Rhea and Charlotte. Sure, like, yeah, well, yeah. I to don't make know. it mean something, yeah, rather than just no. A I don't match. think anybody's yeah. going to go into Portland expecting Bianca to win. No, unless that makes it into a triple threat or something in Mania. No, I don't think they're going that direction. Right. But right. well, well, I Vince guess. just saw Rhea's like, oh, <laughs> she's tall and blonde. That's yeah. That's it. 
that's, uh, that's he's, he and he was in at that point. Let's make Shayna a vampire. Uh, and, oh, <laughs> oh my god, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> no, we did not. Uh, and the Matt Hardy thing too, where he's basically written off. Uh, Matt Hardy. That's whatever. Yeah. No, Shayna is way more interesting to talk about. Yeah, I mean, real quickly here, we can just hit it. Shayna Baszler has a so as Shana, a vampire. No, I don't think gimmick. it's obviously a vampire. But you don't I, know that. <laughs> I think what Vince thought in his head was. It's like, well, how do we make her a vicious, strong heel? Yeah. But, like, we've done the choking note thing too many times. Too many times. What What can we do? Uh, well, she can, like, bite her. Yes! Yeah. But then they went too far with it. <laughs> Shayna bit her in the back of the neck for some... Yeah. Of all places to bite her. Well, Magic. that's where the blood pack was located. Yeah, and then... Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> give her a huge blood pack. More! Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, at least four ketchup packets. The people in the nosebleeds need to see this, no pun intended. Yeah, at least four ketchup packets. Um, it was too much. It, it was, was too much blood. It was weird. Uh, she debuts and bites someone. I don't yeah. know, whatever, man. Like, I, I feel like, out of all things... Like, do you know the, what's weirder than that? Becky Lynch steals an ambulance. Like, I, like I feel like they had a conversation back there where they're like, oh, well, we can make her do the like the chair, concerto gimmick. Like, we'll put her leg in a chair, and then we'll use another chair and make yeah. it look... But they're only doing that with Edge and Randy, so they didn't want to, like, step on another gimmicks. I just feel like there's better ways they could change there, across. There wasn't enough things. They're like, we're all out of... There's nothing left. There's nothing else. Yeah. Like, why don't you... We haven't done the Zamboni full of beer uh, in a long time. Do the fucking Pentagon <laughs> Jr. arm breaker with yeah. Becky. And that makes sense because Becky's gimmick is I break arms, right? Yeah, Shane sure. can just be like, oh, I break arms better than you. Watch. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of ladies who break arms. Yeah, uh, and it's believable too because between now and WrestleMania is enough time for a kayfabe broken arm to heal. <laughs> a month. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, next week, Becky come out with Cena a cast style. and, like, sucker punch Shane. Yeah. Like, just... That just sounds way better, and I made that up in two seconds. Yeah. Yes. But don't rule out that Shayna's been giving a vampire gimmick. That'd be, I would, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. And I love Shayna. But Coming out of a coffin and absolute, shit? Yes. <laughs> Blah. Blah. She, uh, she comes out with Alistair. Oh, my God. They're both in a coffin together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, remember Kevin Thorne and Ariel? No. <laughs> OSW, uh, December to member. ECW. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the vampire and then the skimpy dressed vampire ass. Oh, all right. Yes, do that not skimpy with Shayna because that's not her personality at all. No, but her personality is biting people on the back of the neck. <laughs> uh, so no emails this week unless there's a read on honor to touch quickly. We are going to call this one a show. There's not really a read on honor. All right. No. Just end it with a... There would be if Jeff was still signed with Ring of Honor, but all signs are pointing to he's not. Uh, yeah, it, it, the signs being he appeared on a different wrestling show <laughs> yesterday. Well, no, but uh, like last thing everybody anybody remembers is he was signed with Ring of Honor, but it's looking like he what is a free agent and he's kind of just doing a per appearance. They couldn't AW. get Marty, but they got Jeff. Well, Mar- Marty, like he he obviously got an offer from AEW. He just turned that one down. Favorite yep. Ring of Honor. Good for him. Anyways, uh, for myself, Lee, and for Reed, that's been the Sultans of... Fire!